You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the First and Ten podcast brought to you by Blogging the Boys, powered by SB Nation. As always, I am Tony Catalina alongside my guy, Aiden Davis. And I know this is a visual podcast, and I just saw this myself, so I wanted to shout you out. I see you got the Buffalo Trace hat. I'm a big Buffalo Trace guy. We are not paid by them. I'm just genuinely a fan, and I notice you are now, too, so I love that. Big, Yep, not a sponsor of the show, but... This is personal Buffalo Trace, in my opinion, is I, I, I have I don't have like super nice whiskey. I'm still a 23 year old, recently fresh out of college kid, so I I'm not <laughs> I'm not reaching for the high the high shelf stuff. So in terms of what I have, Buffalo Trace can't be beat. That's my stuff, man. You know, forget the the price and stuff like that. I enjoy that. Like you said, I'm gonna say this again. Buffalo Trace, Trace does not sponsor us. If they want to, we'd <laughs> love to. But um, Buffalo Trace is awesome. That's my drink of choice. But I only said that we we were gonna talk about something else. But when I saw the hat up close and personal, I had to mention it. Um, but beyond that, you know what is good with a little glass of Buffalo Trace is some March Madness and some basketball. Have you been tuned in some of these conference championships and stuff like that? You locked in? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm a Texas Longhorn fan, so I was absolutely tuned into the Big 12 championship. Actually, I was at the Houston Rodeo this weekend, which the Houston Rodeo went from three to seven. And coincidentally, the Texas basketball game was from five to seven. So I was simultaneously watching the concert while also having the Texas basketball game up on my phone, watching it and being very <laughs> excited that Texas is now Big 12 champs. So it's crazy. For- I um I was talking to, obviously when when you cover the Cowboys and you work with some people um in, in the area, you run into a lot of Longhorns fans and I was talking to somebody uh Massachusetts gambling is legal now. So I um you know, I've been kind of taking advantage of that this weekend watching the games giving myself a little bit more um interest in it for a game. I mean, typically I'm not really getting juiced up for an Ivy League game, but if I get a little money <laughs> on it, you know. But I, I'm terrible. I have terrible luck. You know, they call me mush. They don't really call me mush, but they should call me mush because I can't get anything right. I say all this to say I picked Kansas to beat Texas, and that pretty much should have locked in the fact that Texas was going to win the game. So you're welcome for that. You're welcome. So now I just need you to every single game for this, yeah. for March Madness, <laughs> I need you to bet on the other team for me. I'm going to do it. You know, it, and yeah. I always say this, if you just fade me, if, if somebody, this is not a gambling show, but if somebody were like, hey, Tony, what are your picks? And you went the complete opposite way, you'd probably be a wealthy man. So um, <laughs> that that's the part uh, for me. It's I really, I actually said to my wife, she goes, how's it going for you? I know you're doing it and having fun. I said, I just learned again that I'm not a gambling man. You know, I, I am not good thing. This is like free boost bets and money that I'm not really losing. You know, I think I lost a little bit of money, but I think I got the the juices out of me where I'm like, you know what? This isn't fun. You know, <laughs> I don't need to lose any more money. That well, Random tangent, but or random question. Have you ever, do, what's your policy on, 
betting on Cowboys games. Do you do you have enough at stake, or do you are you willing to double down? I you know, or do you is, go the opposite way and hedge your emotion? So I um this is gonna be funny. People are gonna think I'm a weirdo for this, and um I when it comes to the Cowboys, I don't I don't bet on them. I don't gamble doing any of that. But I, I'll go one step further. Like when I go to Cowboys games, I don't even drink at them. Like I don't even I don't even drink at the games. Like it for me, it's like it feels like a business trip. And I sound like a cornball saying that, but like I don't drink when the Cowboys are on. I don't do anything that like alters my perception of the game. I watch it like raw motion. You know, if I'm at a college game or a different sporting event, like adult beverages are gonna be had. But when the Cowboys are on, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm totally with you in terms of drinking during games. I'm I am stone cold sober because I I just don't want to. I don't want to be not impaired impaired. I just like, like you, I just want to be locked in and focusing on every play as much as possible that to me drinking, it doesn't really make sense, but I will say in terms of betting on the games and this is only when I'm in the legal areas allowed to do so, of course, because it's (laughs) illegal in Texas. If I see a line that doesn't seem right in terms of uh, why are the Cowboys favored by this much? I will put some money on the other team just to it it doesn't add any hedge for me because I'm gonna be rooting for the Cowboys 100. But if I see like as a guy who covers the Cowboys, if I'm like, why are the Cowboys favored by that much? I'm willing to put money on the other team. Yeah, and for me, it's it's funny. I uh, the only time I see like a conflict like that is during fantasy football when you get like a NFC or an opponent they're playing like NFC East opponent or anybody that's playing yeah. the Cowboys. I'll sit there and say like, yeah, it would be nice to if he got like twenty points and they and the Cowboys won by forty. But when the game gets tight, I'm like, I don't care if this guy gets one yard. I don't care if he gets one single catch. Like I just want the Cowboys to win. So, um, it's yeah. Cowboys above all, above anything. So, <laughs> but what we do know is some of the moves that we don't make is the same thing for the Cowboys. They don't make, and we're gonna lead off the show with the Jalen Ramsey news here. He's been traded to the Miami Dolphins for a third round pick and a tight end named Hunter Long that has one reception in the NFL. Um, We know it's not about compensation and we know it's about unloading money and we're going to hear all this stuff like that. But, you know, we're going to give you the analytical talk. We're going to give you the whole, you know, the, the, the mind of talking this breaking down in a natural way. But Aiden, give me your raw emotion, just first reaction to a move that the Cowboys, again, doesn't don't make, but teams like the Miami Dolphins do. How do you feel about it? So I'll, this happened a couple hours ago, so it's still fresh in my mind in terms of how the progression of this went. It was when I saw the news, I was initially irate. I some things that I shouldn't have to because I was, I was like, oh, that's all it took. Are you kidding? A third round pick. The Cowboys couldn't sacrifice a second. I'm, like you said, it, there's other factors that go into the teams might have offered more. But I was like, we couldn't at least try to throw. I We talked on the show a few weeks ago. I would have been fine offering a first round pick. And so I was, I was like, actually, I think we agreed on maybe a second. But anyway, I said, why not offer a second round pick? And then I once I had like five minutes to digest it, I thought, well, okay, A, I'm upset, but also 30 other NFL fan bases are upset. And I think that's one thing to keep in mind when we're hyper-focused on the Cowboys all the time and when the Cowboys are our team. Yes, we want to, We want them to be making every move. We want them to be signing every big-name free agent. We want them to have a team full of 22 pro bowlers. But at the same time, when a move like this happens, keep in mind that 30 I bet you there's 30 other fan bases who also said 
We could have offered a second round pick. We would have loved to have Jalen Ramsey. And so I think we have to not necessarily give the Joneses slack because like we said, the Joneses have not done anything for the past seven, eight years. But at the same time, also keep in mind that they're not going to get every free agent that you're that you have your eyes on. Odds are that they're not going to get DeAndre Hopkins. Odds are that they're not going to get Bobby Wagner. It's going to be great if they do, but there's 32 other NFL teams you're competing with. So that kind of that that's one thing to keep in mind. And also, when you look at the contract, would you rather have like two, three pretty good free agents that you could sign this offseason, or would you rather have Ramsey? Because the Cowboys still aren't in the greatest cap situation. So I'm still not. I'm actually coming to terms with it, and I'm actually kind of okay they didn't trade for Ramsey. I mean, for me, it's it, it's more indicative of what we're used to here. I mean, I said it in our you know blog on the boys Slack, and we had our conversations about it with the people on the team. Um, for me, this is just everyone around us is like having fun, and we're just like nickel and diming, and they got us so yeah. like accustomed to like people that I respect like holy like Danny Phantom and, and you know and. And David Howman, like these guys know what they're talking about. And I have a ton of respect for them, but it's like almost ingrained. It's almost like a copy paste text message with anybody that comes up that we don't get. If there's a little bit of emotion, they're like, well, the money doesn't make sense. And, you know, this in the, the capital and this goes against everything the Cowboys want and do. And, you know, and it's like, I understand all that. But at some point, like the philosophy isn't working right it's 28 years and i guess it doesn't matter to me i'm just gonna go on a rant it's not really jalen ramsey specific because there's been well documented situations to know jalen ramsey wasn't coming here right jalen ramsey and the, and the joneses don't have the best history he still heard about the Ezekiel Elliott pick over him so the chances of him coming to dallas were slim to none and we've said that many times as we've had this conversation but it's more of a, a philosophical thing with how these type of moves are made you see teams go in right and make plays for you know players and and go and send, spend some money and and we're sitting here like having the conversation in november to like talk up a ty hilton right and we got to have a conversation about why james washington could be the answer come in training camp and you know we were i remember how ecstatic we were about anthony barr coming in and anthony barr was like come like on the back nine of his career so it, it's just it's more if you're watching or listening to this you're a cowboys fan you understand where we're coming from as far as frustration levels go it doesn't change the fact that we know and understand the facts of this specific case but again it's just another instance of us not being able to do something that other teams are able to do we talked about the saints we talk about other teams like these guys are in cap hell we hear about it all the time but still the saints are able to sign Derek carr and get friendly and find and find ways to get creative i just want to find a way for this cowboys team to not be like throw money and all this and be absolutely ludicrous with their spending but be a little bit more creative be slightly more aggressive because i think you would agree with me this team is good they just had not good enough to win it and we're seeing that year in and year out for 28 years yeah, I'm I'm with you in terms of I mean, I'm fully on board where you're at where yeah, I'm sick and tired of them not doing anything. And this offseason, it's the way that it was framed to us is once again things are going to be different and the Cowboys are going to be more involved and they're going to sign more big name free agents and they're going to push their chips in a little bit more and they're going to try and con contend in 2023. And so when this news broke and Jalen Ramsey's just going to another team for a third round pick, it does sting. My thing is, is the way that I'm looking at it is this is just really the first big domino to fall in free agency, the first big move to happen. I There's been some other rumblings, but in terms of what the Cowboys could have done, 
and what the Cowboys were involved in. This is just the first domino, and so I think we're going to know a lot more in the next five days, especially when the legal tampering period starts, how serious they actually are. So I'm going to withhold my anger until then, because if we get to that legal tampering period and they sign nobody, then we can look back on this Jalen Ramsey news and say, yeah, this is another example of them just sitting on their hands and refusing to do nothing. But if legal tampering period comes and they are active, they are able to sign a couple big names, a couple pieces that will help us out next season, then we can, I, I'm willing to give them more slack for not making a move here on Ramsey, especially when, like you said, it doesn't make complete sense so for Ramsey to be on the team. Let me ask this question, just yes or no. Do you think this team is one or two pieces away from a Super Bowl championship? I think, yeah, I, I think they're, they were Super Bowl contenders last year. And I think that if you add a solid receiver, maybe some pieces on the offensive line, I think they absolutely could. Con- yeah, I think they're. It's, it's just tough because the Super Bowl is a lot of luck. And so even if they built an insane team, they could still end up losing the Super Bowl. But I think in turn in general, yeah, they're a couple pieces away from Super Bowl. I agree. And I and I hate talking like that because in the generalities, people like to say, like, you're never just one piece away. But when you're 12 and five and back to back years, they found a way to be 12 and five with a team that was less talented than the year prior. Right. So you, you look at 2021 and you're like, man, this was a severe underachieving because we felt like, you know, going into 12, I would argue as the season progressed, them finishing 12 and five was, a you know, them not meeting expectations but when the season started this was exceeding expectations in my mind because I don't know if I believe that they were talented enough to do what they did this year win a playoff game you know be 12 and 5 so um, I say that I say all that to say like I do believe this team is a piece or two away. Now, what is that piece? That's what they get paid the big bucks to figure out, right? That's what the scouting department pro and college gets to figure out. So you can still be a very drafted oriented team where you can make the bulk of your moves in the draft. But if you see somebody that's able to make a substantial difference, which, you know, again, I think Ramsey is that guy. I think you agreed in that situation too. We know that Ramsey isn't going to happen, but you mentioned before Brandon cooks, right? That's a move, right? Jerry, Judy that's a move there's guys that can be had understanding that wide receiver I'm okay with them just purely drafting cornerback if they're going to address wide receiver aggressively and then vice versa if they want to you know draft um, a wide receiver but address cornerback aggressively I just think those are two premier positions that they're lacking some like legitimate either firepower or depth Um, but it's just frustrating because we sit here and we deal with the situation and we listen and see other teams make these moves and we got to sit here and debate. I, I said it in the Slack, like this is our favorite time of year. It's we get to sit and diagnose all the moves that these teams <laughs> make that we don't get to. It's our favorite pastime. So um, yeah, and not every move is the best move and I'm not a sign everybody type of guy, but sometimes you just wish that they would just get it over the finish line and make that single move that could help this team. In terms of, position like i don't know how to frame this but it let's just go based off of deandre hopkins obj bobby wagner and jalen ramsey where does jalen ramsey fall in that also taking into account the contract and how much it's going to cost where does jalen ramsey fall in that hierarchy of i want the cowboys to do this and you said bobby wagner i said uh, bobby yeah hopkins and Ramsey, the the four names that at least Cowboys yeah. fans have been talking about. I would put, I would put him and DeAndre Hopkins at one A and one B. 
I would put OBJ at, you know, three or two, however you want to say it. And then Bobby Wagner would be the last in that four. I think you got Bobby Wagner late at home if you can try to keep Leighton Vander Esch in the fold, right? I think I'm okay with Leighton Vander Esch if it, if it mean no Bobby got Wagner means Leighton Vander Esch, I'm in. But I think I know some people. And it's the recency bias is one of the things that frustrates me the most because people will talk about Jalen Ramsey's 2022, like his 20 and 21 weren't all pro seasons, right? People will talk about DeAndre Hopkins losing the step because he's 31 because he'd missed games and whatever. Like this man couldn't go out there and make an immediate impact on this offense, right? And be a solidified number two, like for sure. You know what I mean? Like even a one B type of situation. Um, I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins has had a quarterback like, like, uh, like, I mean, he had Deshaun Watson for a little bit, but I mean, I would, we would know that D- Dak Prescott is the most consistent presence he's had at quarterback in his whole career. Um, so it's, I think DeAndre Hopkins would help. And those are the type of moves, right? I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be DeAndre, but like I mentioned, J- Jerry, Judy, those type of guys, those are the moves that would help. But to, to answer your question in totality, I think that's kind of how I would rank that out. See, I think that's the difference between our mindsets then, because my mindset is it's number one is DeAndre Hopkins. And then it's like a taking into account contract and also not necessarily contract, but also just team need and knowing that you're going to have more resources to sign other guys in free agency. If you don't like the Jalen, the Jalen Ramsey contract definitely would have worked for the Cowboys and they would have been able to pay him just fine. And they probably would have been able to keep him around for a couple more years, maybe give him a second contract and, and also um, give Diggs his upcoming contract as well. I just think that, those resources also hopefully are going to go elsewhere in free agency. So to me, it's DeAndre Hopkins and then like a Grand Canyon size gap to number two is Jalen Ramsey, number three, Bobby Wagner, number four, OBJ. So like to me, it's just like I'm so much more invested in this potential of us getting Hopkins than I am in the thought of us getting Ramsey. And so that's where I think my, I'm less disappointed in the fact we didn't get him. I think we we're fundamentally, I think we agree. And that's why I have OBJ above Bobby Wagner because of the, the severity of needing a wide receiver, another element there. But I, but I also see and look at cornerback position, knowing the value and how important it is to a team's defensive success. Um, And I'm nervous about it, right? There's no Anthony Brown coming back. I mean, unless they sign him, but he's injured. Right. Um, And Jordan Lewis is coming off an injury, but he doesn't really move the needle. So now you're looking at a cornerback room of, you know, you know, Trayvon Diggs, but then there's a massive, like you said, Grand Canyon gap between Calvin Joseph, Nashawn Wright, and you know, um, even Izzy Mukwamu, like it's not even guaranteed that they can move him to corner. You know what I mean? It seems like he could be a mismatch, but like they don't, there's not guaranteed they're gonna use him in that role. But so now I'm nervous about cornerback, and I understand where if you have Jalen Ramsey and Trayvon Diggs on on both sides, you can really cause some problems for offenses. But Yes, I think the DeAndre Hopkins move is something that could really help. And it was weird to see that, you know, this offense is the reason why we couldn't get over the hump this year. And um, that's kind of attacking it when you should be. So, um, you know, it's frustrating. We get to talk about other teams making big moves. You got a thought there? Yeah, I was just going to say, in terms of the cornerback position, looking at the free agent market, this and what will happen in a few days, you have Marcus Peters, William Jackson, Shaquille Griffin, James Bradbury, Jonathan Jones, Emmanuel Mosley, Cameron Sutton, Troy Hill, like so Anthony Brown, obviously, Ronald Darby, Bradley Roby. 
So there's there's some names that to me it's like you can either pay these guys seven million to the eight million dollar range and they're gonna on a Cowboys defense they're gonna be solid contributors and they're probably gonna do pretty well Dan Quinn or you can trade for that elite talent in Ramsey. I think I'm okay if they just go with the eight million dollar option and let them learn under Dan Quinn but obviously yeah would have preferred Ramsey so. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. I, you know, I agree. I think it's well said there. And um, to kind of touch on that, because we spent a good amount of time on that. And I'm glad we did, because um, I think we're going to be able to flesh out and see more about free agency philosophy this year, see how serious they may be. And this may just be another piece in that. Or we could look back and be like the Ramsey thing was just a blip and they're going out there and they're making moves and they're aggressive. So I hope that's the case. I hope I'm wrong. Um, we, You know, I'd be wrong every year since, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, and some other interesting news we just talked about Odell Beckham Jr. He hosted his own type of workout where I believe there ended up being like 15 teams or 10 teams there to see him. One of the teams that, you know, notoriously wasn't there or notably wasn't there was the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Josina Anderson and other people in the know said, you know, Calvin Watkins, too, um, said, you know, that doesn't mean the Cowboys aren't interested. They just feel comfortable what they saw about him. Now I want to ask you this question. Um, do you put any stock to him not being there? Or do you believe the fact that they feel comfortable in their evaluation and that they're still in on the OBJ situation? I I have no clue. And I, if I had to give a guess, I think they're actually like they're the, the, the report was the truth. They are comfortable with what they've seen from OBJ. They're com- they've, I don't think they're completely out on it, but this has just been a really weird past six months where I've never seen the Cowboys get so close to signing a player so many times. And like, obviously we, we just got done talking about the fact that the Cowboys have been sitting on their hands for the last 10 years ish in terms of free agency. But this OBJ situation is very different because it's like OBJ and the Cowboys and it's just been them and they've been, Going back and forth, they've been talking. They've been, I think some numbers have been thrown out. 
But the one thing I'll say is there was a report that came out, and I'm not sure how true it is this week, that um, OBJ is asking for in the ballpark of twenty million dollars a year, and so there's a there is a slight chance that OB or that Stephen and Jerry heard that twenty million dollar number and they thought, nope, we're out on that. If you think you can get twenty million dollars, then go have fun because we're not going to pay it. So that'd be the only thing that would lead me to believe that the report isn't true about the Cowboys quote unquote feeling comfortable with what they saw. I'd be floored if OBJ got $20 million based off everything. I mean, he, I th- I did see the same report you did that yeah. that's what he's asking for, but I think it would be ludicrous if somebody actually paid that. So um, at yeah. least on a one-year deal, like m- make him, make him prove it. I know he wants some longevity and he wants some stability. That's totally fine, but he's not going to get $20 million. I'd be absolutely floored if he did, but um, did you does- see the, I was just going to ask based off the, did you see the video of him cutting at his workout, the out route that got circulated? (laughs) That's not a $20 million receiver, but I think it was just a poorly circulated. I'm sure there was some other, you know how it is. Those things get overanalyzed because then I also saw him like snagging one handed balls, like running nine routes and stuff. So it's, it's funny. I do think there's some value there. Um, we talk about the Cowboys making a big move. I hope that big move is an OBJ. We talked about it last week. I think that's more of a medium sized move, but a move that I'm on board for. I do think I, I do wonder, you know, obviously there's interest there for it to be at least, um, you know, double digit teams there to see him. He's obviously garnered enough attention that like there may be a real, you know, negotiation going on here you might have to drive the price up a little bit and maybe they pay a little more than they have to but the thing is about the cowboys if they believe him and they believe in him i should say that he can help um hold the trigger right i think you know don't be afraid of a little negotiation don't be afraid of a little competition it might drive the price up a little bit but but lean on your scouting lean on your convictions Question for you. How would you feel about the Cowboys wide receiver room in 2023 being CD, Gallup, OBJ, and a first-flush second-round pick uh, receiver? I'd be all in. I know it's probably not the most popular opinion, but I, I like the idea of OBJ being like our 2B, 2, uh, you know, 3. You know what I mean? Like a 2B, 3 type of guy. I mean, if I believe in Michael Gallup's progression i think he's going to be okay i think this year is probably obviously going to be better than he was last year but there's definitely worse rooms in football than to have obj be your number two possibly three option at the wide receiver room i agree i i'd be comfortable with that being a wide receiver room i'd just be a little bit worried about obj and we haven't seen him play in a long time so i don't know i'd be comfortable with it i would be a little bit timid though let me ask you early season 80% 80% OBJ or 100% Noah Brown? <laughs> yeah, I'll take 80%. OBJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like if our if our two and three is not Noah Brown, it's OBJ, you know, rust getting the rust off. I think I'm okay with that. It's probably not the most ideal situation, but as he gets comfortable and you know the knee gets trusted, I think you could round it to be he's more of a sensational player than Noah Brown is, and it's not even close. Um, but to speak of another sensational player, um, I know Des Bryant has been, you know, recruiting for us. We, I don't know if it's worked at all. I mean, can we look into seeing if anybody Des Bryant has <laughs> wanted us to sign? We've actually signed. So, but Des Bryant was hanging out and working out with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins said somewhere in the vein of, I heard you guys are talking about me. I heard you're looking for me. Like what's going on? Um, do you put any stock into that whatsoever? Do you think it's just two guys playing up the storylines or do you think there's something there? You know what? I'll, I don't think it's, I don't think Des is the Cowboys 
grimy armor when it comes to recruiting. I will say, number one, it is cool that Dez still is so involved with the Cowboys because it, that ended a little bit. I don't know the. It, it didn't end on great terms between the Cowboys and Dez. So the fact that he is willing to still be involved in the Cowboys community to me is really cool to see. So hats off to you, Dez. In terms of how this, what this means for the Cowboys, it at least to me the whole thing of Hopkins saying. I I think he said, "What's I hear you're talking about me, Dallas? What's good?" Like you said, at, at least there's something happened. I mean. Like, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Since the Cowboys have done nothing, just a video of DeAndre Hopkins saying, what's good, Dallas? Like, to me, that's enough. I'm like, whoa, look, we're we're involved with this guy? That's so cool. The Cowboys are actually have a shot at DeAndre Hopkins? This is, like, amazing news. It's sad that it's come to this, but, I mean, it's something. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I'm I'm more bullish on DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not always bullish on everybody, but I believe in the ability. I know he's 31 years old and people like to throw that number out, but I'm just looking at the Cowboys and how this team is constructed. DeAndre Hopkins would absolutely help this team. He would help this team more than OBJ would. Um, I, I don't know what they're looking for compensation-wise. I think the Cowboys should really consider it. If As long as it's not a first-round pick, which I heard they were talking like a two. Um, if you're getting Ramsey for a three, then, then we can then we can probably have a conversation that's in a palatable situation. Um, I would love DeAndre Hopkins on this roster. I do think it's funny and cool that Des Bryant is, acts as like a liaison for this team, but yeah. um, but I don't know if there's any stock in that. I think it's more so two guys playing around, um, feeding into some of the fuel there. Um, but it ain't gonna stop me from hoping and wishing. You know, this would be a move that would make me feel really happy about it. Like about the off season as a whole. Right. I did. And how the Cowboys handle things. If they make this move, I think I'd be like, Oh, maybe there is a little bit of a changing the tide. You know, they turn the tide a little bit and how they handle off season acquisition, because this doesn't hinder you from doing what you want to do in the draft room. You can still be outstanding drafters. You can still, you know, make your, your bones off of that. But finding these little moves that don't happen every year is something that the Cowboys haven't done. And Deandre Hopkins fits that mold for me. And, I mean, I correct me if I'm wrong, but the Cowboys have at least, I mean, we're linked to every free agent, but we have been linked to, like, at least been some type of call made about DeAndre Hopkins. Am I wrong in saying that? No, pull I think... that out thin air. I don't know if it, yeah, I don't know if there's something in validity-wise. I Like you said, everybody gets, you know, linked to us, but I think there's this smoke and fire there because just the natural fit so maybe there may be something there actually concrete so like you said i mean oh to me this is this is last season's i guess it was bobby wagner who's the big i guess bobby wagner last season was the player that everybody wanted and yeah i mean not to spoil but once again cowboys are linked to bobby wagner but (laughs) i think that this is this version's this year's bobby wagner to me of like if Cowboys Nation could add one player of that's available, I think, over Ramsey, over Slay, over, I mean, any other free agent, over Wagner, too. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the guy because he comes in, he's 1B with CD Lamb. I mean, he can, he's, you add an end zone weapon, and there's nothing on the field that indicates to me he's lost a step. If you look at Kyler Murray's production, with DeAndre Hopkins versus Kyler Murray's production without DeAndre Hopkins, it is so unbelievably night and day. And so to me, this is a move that like, this is what I'm going to get my hopes up. If, if I, if I hear a report that 
the Patriots got DeAndre Hopkins for a third round pick or a second round pick, I'm going to lose it. So to me, this so is me, this is the move. Let me ask you this question. So obviously we we already knew that the Amari Cooper move wasn't money oriented, right? But everybody talks about the $20 million, you know, would you pay a 31 year old DeAndre Hopkins just under $20 million? It's just under 19 and a half that he's doing 2023. Would, are you okay with that after what they did with Amari Cooper? Would you feel like that's some of like egg on their face in that situation? That's a, like the Cowboys have to be able and we talked about this a few weeks ago when the off season kicked off. The Cowboys have to be able to admit that they were wrong in that Amari Cooper trade or else we're not going to make any progress on the wide receiver front because after what happened last season, it's very evident that the Cowboys need a receiver. So unless the Cowboys are willing to admit that they were wrong, and specifically Jerry and Steven, they have to be able to come out and say, yeah, we shouldn't have traded Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. We understand we're paying him $20 million, but it turns out $20 million for an elite receiver isn't all that much money. And so... Unless, like, they have to be willing to do that first because they're not going to trade for another receiver. They're not going to sign any receiver on free agency unless they're willing to admit that. So I don't know if they will be. I hope that they've turned a page and I hope that they're willing to. But that's going to have to be the first step. And it doesn't have to be publicly, obviously. But yeah, I don't. Do you think they're willing to admit that they were wrong? I agree in this whole and like honestly in totality what you're saying like I don't I wouldn't want a team to not make a move that can help you now because it kind of kind of contradicts what you did a couple of years ago yeah. right that's not how a team is you know moving in success is going to do they have to own their mistakes understand that every move is separate from the other move understanding you can learn from things and I think in this instance knowing that you have a, a player of his caliber that can come in and it's even technically under the 20 million dollar number I think that they should and they could make that move and I think there may be some rumblings because you know this fan base is funny sometimes with the way they'll be like oh yeah you got DeAndre for 19 but you got rid of him Mari for 20 it's like yeah but like I don't care about that because it's 2023 I'm trying to win now so um yes I think it may be that may the signing of DeAndre Hopkins might be their way of saying yeah my bad you know what I mean we messed this up you know that might be their admission <laughs> yeah. there so um that's the DeAndre Hopkins we talked about the OBJ situation there we'll briefly talk on this are you in on Bobby Wagner I know that it seems that a few teams are in on Bobby Wagner but the Cowboys connection just hasn't gone away and that dates back to last year yeah, once again, Bobby Wagner is a name that the Cowboys are apparently linked to and that the Cowboys have been interested in. I'm in on Bobby Wagner, like we talked about. I just, I, I we had this conversation, so we don't need to spend too long on it. But I think you you have to make a decision between Bobby Wagner versus LVE. And I don't know like what the answer there is. I think if you're looking for a long-term solution, it's LVE. But I also don't know if LVE should be your long-term because he's I mean he's good and he's very solid when he's on the field he really helps this defense but do you want more athleticism at the middle linebacker position do you want a little bit more reliability in terms of injury at the middle linebacker position that's gonna be the question that the Cowboys have to answer so if they're not sold on LVE in the long term then go after Bobby Wagner for the short term because to me Bobby Wagner showed me enough last season to prove a he still got it and b he's better than LVE so that's the decision on the table I think I lean going Bobby Wagner in the short term, which is weird coming from me, who's been Leighton Van Der Esch's champion over the past year. But I just, do you think Leighton's the long-term answer at middle linebacker? Like, would you sign him to a $5 million or five-year deal? 
I probably wouldn't. I would think my latent deal would probably be in the two to three range. And if yeah. we're going to do two to three, then you might as well do Bobby Wagner. Because I think in the immediate future, Bobby Wagner gives you a little bit, like you said, a little more dynamic ability, a little bit more. Uh, you might give you a little more production and it'll probably stay healthier. So if you're talking yeah. about in that two to three range, and if we're talking about the difference of a couple million dollars, I'd make the move. I mean, obviously, we had talked about, is it a situation between one or the other or both? I think we both know now it's it's definitely not going to be both. But if it's going to be one or the other, I think I would lean Bobby Wagner as well. Yeah, and to me, the difference is, like, if the difference between, if Bobby Wagner is asking for 4 $5 million, $6 million more than LVE annually, I'd go LVE in that case. Like, to me, the, we're talking about this as if they're on the, a level playing field contract wise if bobby wagner is asking for significantly more money i'm going lve and also if bobby wagner wants a longer term deal like the one he just got with la where it's a five-year deal i'm not giving bobby that i don't think because he just got that deal with la and clearly didn't work out i don't think that's going to be the case i think bobby wagner is actually going to be content taking a smaller deal realizing that the end of his career is approaching um but that that'd be the two reason that'd be the two ways that I'd actually pivot to Leighton. Well, the thing that's interesting is that Bobby Wagner five year deal was more of like a market uh, marketing a cap a cap structured deal type of trick where it wasn't a true five year deal. Kind of spread out the the hit there, but I'd be down for that if it was a Bobby Wagner five year deal, but it's really like a two year deal. You know, when it comes down to money, like I'm in on that anyway, you can help. So um, it'll be interesting to see, like we said, legal tampering starting up um, is that that's Monday, right? Is that the 13th with uh with the free agency is it starting Monday the 15th? Tuesday. For it's some reason, tells yeah. Tuesday, but I could be wrong. Let me look it me up. See. Yeah. Either way, it's the legal tampering period starts this week and free agency starts up too. Um, with that being said, um, you know, so legal tampering Easter on Monday. Yep. Yep. So as you're listening to this, as you're kind of wrapping this up in your morning commute, or if you're listening to this Monday night, if it's Monday morning, it's coming. If it's Monday night, you probably already listened to this with some already moves that have been made or at least agreed upon. So uh, before we get going here, Aiden, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Ooh, you know what? This is where we find out if Jerry's serious. I mean, the legal tampering period, the beginning of free agency, you will know a lot about how serious the Cowboys are about pushing their chips in on 2023 over the next seven days, even over the next three. By the time the legal tamping period ends, you'll see a lot of contracts start to come out. And although they're not official contracts, it's a lot of I mean, well, I'd say 50 percent of the contracts that we care about happen happen during this legal tampering period. Right. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this is it. This is where we figure out if the Joneses are serious. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be I'll definitely be paying attention to it really closely. Um, I won't have any expectations of them doing anything, but I'll be kind of sitting there like arms folded with my foot tapping like, all right, like, show me, show me something. If, you, if you're not going to show me something, I'm not going to buy in that this team is going to be any different. Right. I mean, yeah. what, at this point, I'd be a, a damn fool to sit here and expect something different every year. That's the definition of insanity when you see the same thing and expect different results. So um, I'll be interested to see. I'm hold, I'm not going to hold my breath. It's not something that I expect them to really go all in, but it'll be interesting. Nonetheless, the Cowboys will be involved one way or another. We'll have something to talk about. I'm sure it's either they were close or or it could be wrong. Right. We could come back here a week from now and it's like, can you believe all the moves or the things they did or the things they're involved in? So. Um, that's why it's fun. That's why I love the NFL. 
NFL because there is no true off season. And we learned that as, uh, as writers and content creators. So <laughs> we live that world here. So, um, yep. For another episode of the First and Ten podcast brought to you by Blog and the Boys, powered by SB Nation. I am Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis as well. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Well, hopefully some new guys to talk about. So uh, have a good week. Peace. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.